and we are live with another edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona. Now, today, just a little bit of a different show today. Uh, Andrew Johnson is here with us today, but is feeling under the weather at the current moment. Kind of sounds like Coach uh, Ed Orgeron, if you hear. You'll get a little bit of a preview later on the show, potentially. So, he will chime in here and there when it comes to some of the divisional round games that we saw this past weekend. But joining me on the show today is a reoccurring guest host we've had here on the show, and that is Sean Mulligan. Sean, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy to be here. Uh, any any words from Coach O? Go Tigers. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Andrew will chime in here and there. Uh, try not to get his vocal cords up just a little bit, trying to get him a little bit better. Considering what he was yesterday, he does sound a little bit better, so that is good to hear. But like I said, we'll give him a little bit of a break tonight. It'll be Sean and I recapping this week's edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. The divisional round uh, round matchups are over. We now know the final four teams going into championship round weekend. And we had some thrilling matchups this past weekend, Sean. And we have a lot to break down going into the weekend. Not only that, also having two new head, ho- net, uh, head coaching hires happen this past week. So we'll have to also break that down. Also still some rumors on some other head coaches potentially filling in their spots. Probably the next couple of days most likely will happen after we finish up this recording because that's usually what happens when it comes to big news here on the All Cats No Break Sports Show. So, Sean, let's go into our first game, and that was between the Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. That started off the division around weekend. The Texans obviously coming up that big win over the Browns the previous week. A lot of momentum going into this game. Going into Baltimore, the Ravens, as we all know, top seed in the AFC, one of the more dominant teams in all of football, most likely is the are the favorites to win the Super Bowl if you had to pick. And it kind of showed in this game. It was a very slow start for Baltimore in the first half. The game went into halftime, tied at 10 apiece. The Texans' only touchdown on this game came on a punt return. The Ravens getting an early touchdown from Lamar Jackson on the ground. But the second half is where Baltimore would come to play. A really strong performance where Lamar Jackson threw, threw, uh, threw two touchdowns, had another rushing touchdown, and their defense shut out the Texans in that second half. They would go on to win this game by a final of 34-10. to 10. So Baltimore will host the AFC Championship game next week. It'll be the first time, I think, since 2016, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. that it's not going to be an arrowhead for the AFC title game. So big props to, uh, to John Harbaugh and his team for what they've done this season. They now get to host the AFC title game next week, and we will preview later on who they will be facing in that AFC championship game. But, Sean, what did you see from that game between Baltimore and Houston? Uh, well, firstly, I was a little disappointed. I did want Houston to win. I liked the whole story. I did, um, too. I, 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 I'm still surprised that C.J. Stroud had this kind of season coming out of uh, at, a, at a college. Um, but it just shows what, what Houston has moving forward. You know, they really didn't need to win this game. They, they've shown that they can, that they compete at a high level. Um, and moving forward, I mean, the sky's the limit, right? But as for Baltimore, I mean, what they've done this season is incredible. Um, and, and you could just add this to the list of defenses that they've had that I really didn't expect this defense to be this good at the beginning of the year. I think I might have said that on the first pod. I'm not sure. But you probably did. Um, but this defense is right up there with with those with that 2000 defense and the 2001, 2002, whatever, you know, on and on. It's it's incredible what they've done. 
you know. Yeah, so, we, uh, and we tried not to think of that two thousand year because uh, Giants. Fans, I, I really hate that two thousand year. It really pains me, but yeah. that that is, and I I have said this before. That is the greatest defense I've ever seen play in my entire life as a football fan. That defense was outstanding, and this defense is right up there with it. Yeah, they have a, certainly a lot of playmakers on that defense, and they really gave C.J. Stroud and company a lot of you know issues. But you're absolutely right when it comes to the Texans. They they were pretty much playing with house money. They didn't expect to be here at the beginning of the season, and not only did they make the playoffs, but they won the division title even uh, the way the season started for them. It didn't look like they were going to make it at all. Yeah. So kudos to D'Amico Ryan. Certainly, in my opinion, should win coach of the year. Um they have the quarterback of the future now. I think now really comes down to what you do in the offseason to try to keep this momentum going. They've obviously uh, had offensive line issues going. They had um, secondary issues most of the time during the end of the season. So I think if they fix two of those things, maybe get another wide receiver for Stroud, they could be right back in the mix next season. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. It's all about coming back and restocking, adding a few weapons here and there, adding uh, uh, some complementary pieces for depth. Um, things, things that, uh, our team hadn't done after championships, but that's a story for another that's, time. Yeah. Um, that's another story for a different time, but, but that's, that's the name of the game. You just got to keep, you, you got to keep reshuffling the deck. Kansas city has shown they can do it. Baltimore has shown they can do it. New England in years past has showed they can do it. And you know, it's up to Houston. Now they got to show that they can just keep reshuffling the deck and come back again next year. And they kind of, you know, it's kind of what this next team that we're going to talk about, the uh, San Francisco 49ers, what they've kind of done these last couple of years where a lot of people have said, you know, another heartbreaking end of the season, maybe, you know, reshuffle the quarterback situation you've got going on. And obviously it did eventually go from, you know, originally it was Garoppolo, then it was Trey Lance. Now it's Brock Purdy. So it's been a little bit different changing at quarterback, but the rest of the team as a whole is still the pre- pretty much the same exact team that went to the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. Yeah. And they look to be the, t- the favorite in the NFC, but they had a very tough time this past Saturday against the Green Bay Packers. And you got to give the Packers some credit. They were you know, the last team in. It looked like earlier on they were about th- – I think they were three and six at one point in the season. It looked like all hope was lost for them and not going to make the playoffs. They rallied off some wins at the end of the year, were the last team into the playoffs – embarrassed the Cowboys in the wildcard weekend, becoming the first seven seed to beat a two seed in the NFL playoffs. And they gave the 49ers a lot run for their money, a game in which pretty much the Packers should have won. If you think about it, drop interceptions really hurt them. Um, They had some questionable ball placements for the referee, which kind of hurt them in, in the grand scheme of things in some of the, in some ways in this game. And obviously the missed field goal from Anders Carlson, was a was the difference of this game as the Niners would score a late touchdown in the fourth quarter on a Christian McCaffrey touchdown run with about a minute left. Packers did have an opportunity to go down the field and try to tie the game, but unfortunately, Jordan Love threw an interception. Kind of reminded me, Sean, of the interception we saw Brett Favre throw in that 2000, I think it was 2009 NFC, NFC title game against the uh the Saints when he was on the Vikings. Yes, absolutely, 100%. One of those throws where you run into the right side of the field, you throw it right back into the middle of the field on the run, and he just had no chance to do it. It was in triple coverage, and he got intercepted by Drake Greenlaw, who had two interceptions in this game, played a huge dividend for this Niners defense. As they hold on to win 24-21, they will be going back to the NFC Championship game for the second straight year. And Mm -hmm. 
it was certainly a sweat for this team, a team that a lot of people expected to cruise by in this game, but they were able to get it done. Purdy was a little shaky at times in this one, but got yeah. it done when it mattered the most in the fourth quarter. A huge late-game drive to get them into you know position to win that game with a touchdown. Yeah. It got it done, and the defense did you know did what they needed to do at the end of the day. They had some problems early on in this game, especially when stopping the run, but they were able to force those turnovers, and they were able to take advantage of the Packers' mistakes, and now they move on to another NFC Championship game. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, Green Bay, again, just, just like the Texans, is another team that I really didn't expect to be here at the beginning of the year, but they kind of surprised me, maybe even more so than the Texans, uh, uh, in a matter of speaking, because, you know, personally, I mean, I got Jordan Love in my own fantasy league, and I think I've finally solved my quarterback problem, I hope. But, I hope. Um, but I mean, I, I didn't expect any of this from Green Bay. Um, it looked like Detroit was motoring through that through that uh, division, um, and you know Green Bay kind of kind of surprised me a little bit there at the end of the season. And it, the same thing as Houston, like we said, you know you got to be able to come back next year, reshuffle the deck, add a few pieces here and there, maybe add another weapon, some depth on the offensive line. Uh, safety fix, help would be good too. Safety help would be uh, immensely, immense immensely for them. Um, and, you know, come back next year and try to do it again. Same, just like Houston and, and those other teams, you know, can, can they continue to reshuffle the deck and be here, be a fixture in the playoffs? Right. I think it comes down to the good thing for the Packers is this was obviously a evaluation year because you were trying to see if Jordan Love is that guy for you. And it seems to be that is the case. Love had a really good yeah, regular season. Absolutely. Played phenomenal in that game against the Cowboys. Now, obviously this game, he had some good plays, but obviously the two interceptions, one you can't really fault them for. It was kind of a high throw, so maybe you can't fault them a little bit, but right. dig it over of a uh, receiver's hands into a, into Drake Greenlaw's hands. And then the last interception is just a throw you can't make. It's a cardinal, cardinal sin pretty much of all quarterbacks. You can't really make that type of a throw. Absolutely. So he still has some things to fix, but it seems that he is the guy for the Packers, which is huge for them going into yeah. this I don't even want to say rebuild, but, you know, retooling maybe of the team now. Obviously, and, and it, they could use some more wide receivers. You mentioned they right. had Jaden Reed this year was pretty good for them. Christian Watts has been solid. Um, I think adding another wide receiver would do a lot for them, as well as, you know, fixing some of the things on defense. The defense yeah. was a problem for them most of the year. 100%. And I don't know what they do with Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator. I don't know if they keep him or not at this point. He did have some good moments in this playoff run that maybe kept kept his job, but I think it's, Green Bay it's all tough. evaluation at the end of the day. You know, you bring him in, you talk to him, and you see where he's at. Right. You know, so Matt Ford and company have have a couple things to discuss in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all housekeeping. Every every team does it. You know, every team does it, whether whether they fired a head coach or not. Every team comes in and evaluates their assistants and this, that, and the third. Um, you know, but but rarely do we see this happen where you go from a guy like Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Now Jordan Love, yeah. You know, you thought you were going to see it with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, didn't happen. But you, you rarely, if ever, see uh, a, you know a potential thirty-year window at the quarterback window of complete stability. 
it, it rarely happens, especially in today's day and age with, with, with free agency and all of that. I mean, this is unheard of, the stability that Green Bay has had at, at, at quarterback over the last 30 years. Yeah, uh, especially considering they got clowned for making that pick in the 2020 draft because yeah. obviously yeah. Rodgers was coming off, you know, some pretty solid years. And even that year, Rodgers went on to win the MVP and then he yeah. went on to win the MVP the next season. So I mean, it looked I mean, like we didn't know what was going to happen with Love. I personally wasn't surprised because they did that with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he sat for three years, the same three years that Jordan Love sat for. So, I mean, I, I personally wasn't surprised because it's a – I've always been of the mindset, if you if you know you're going to need a quarterback in a couple of years and you're sitting there and there's a guy that falls to you that you really like, you take him. You sit him, take him, and hope for the best, you know. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what Green Bay does because they obviously now have a lot more competition in the NFC North. And the yeah. biggest reason why being is those Detroit Lions. And we went into Sunday with the first game being the Lions and Buccaneers, knowing that the winner of this game would be going to Santa Clara to take on the Niners for the NFC Championship game. Obviously, a, another packed environment in Detroit, their second straight home playoff game after going 30-plus years without even hosting one. And... They had a little bit of a scare in this one, too. It was a mm-hmm. tie game going into halftime, even yes. a tie game going into the fourth quarter. But the Lions in the fourth quarter were able to just pull away from the Buccaneers. They had some big running game from Jameer Gibbs, got a couple of decent runs from David Montgomery as well, some catches from him. Laporta, St. Brown, you name it, they had some good you know catches in the field. And their defense forced a couple of interceptions of Baker Mayfield. Uh they had trouble with Mike Evans in this game. Mike Evans had a, a monster game for Tampa Bay. Uh, Rashad White had a touch, uh, had a receiving touchdown as well. But Detroit is able to hold on and win this one 31-23. Mm-hmm. They now go to the NFC title game for the first time, I believe, Sean, since 1991. Yes. And they will take yes. on those San Francisco 49ers in the NFC title game. Yes, so their current head coach was still in high school the last wow. time they uh, – they um, were in the NFC Championship. I myself was only in the first grade. It's, yeah, they've, it's certainly been a while. Yeah, it's been a long, long time. Long time. I was obviously not born. So yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's it's crazy times to think about how this turnaround's gone for the Lions. Obviously, Dan Campbell was hired, I think, three years ago. Yes. Last year, they almost made the playoffs. They obviously missed, just missed out being the one of the final teams in, and. They went into the season with a lot of expectations, and rightfully so. They had one of the best records in the NFL, third seed in the NFC this year, and they played pretty solid, you know, did just enough to beat the Rams in the wild card week. Now they did just enough to beat the Buccaneers in the in the divisional round. They yeah. will have their toughest test this season, obviously, going into next week against the 49ers, but the Lions, again, are, no, are pretty much another team that's playing with house money right now. A lot of people were hoping yeah. for this scenario, but... They're obviously loving the fact that now they're one win away from going to the first ever Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd be if I was a Lions fan, I'd be stoked. I'd be over the moon. But what Dan Campbell has done there is essentially what every coach wants to do. Uh, he's created a culture that that whole the grit. You know, he it, they live by it. It's it's a culture now. He's created a winning culture. They hope with guys like Steve Mariucci and a couple of guys like that earlier on when I was in college and high school and stuff that these guys would turn them from being the perennial doormat of the NFL into what they are. And, you know, it's it, it, throughout my life, it's, it's interesting to see 
how they've gone from just utter disaster to a completely polished football team. If you right. told me this when I was in high school that the that the Lions would be like that, I'd tell you were nuts because totally mismanaged from the top down, and it seems as if they fixed that. And and I'm hoping that they win not only because they they, they were one of my picks to go to the they Super were. Bowl at the beginning of the year, so I'm hoping that they win. But and besides my hate from the San Francisco 49ers, I I think they're the better team. I really do. I know wow. that it's going to create some flack. I think they're a much better team. Um, I think they're hungrier than San Francisco. I don't feel that San Francisco is hungry. Green Bay came into San Francisco. They were hungry. They could have picked them off. Certain things happened, whatever, but they were hungry. The receptions in that game. They, yeah, they were hungry. I didn't feel that San Francisco was that hungry. Detroit is hungry. They're feeding, man. I'd like to see them continue moving and it's keep it, keep it simple and follow the same basic plan they've had the whole season. I think Dan Campbell will, he's that type of guy. So be interesting well, we, to see what happens. You know, he's a gutsy play call. That's for sure. Yeah, especially oh, when it comes down to how their offense has played this season. Ben Johnson, we know has been a yes. hot candidate to be, become a potential head coach for a numerous amount of teams. So, he still has to wait a little bit just to potentially get that opportunity to be a comeback yeah. coach. But, yeah. yeah, the Lions are a hungry team. You know, obviously we know in the press conference he said they're going to bite off some kneecaps. They're obviously doing that so far <laughs> in this entire playoff run. Yeah. Now one win yeah. away from going to their first ever Super Bowl appearance. And you could make the case that they might be – they have a really good chance to beat this San Francisco 49ers team considering how San Francisco – you know, how the Niners played – most throughout that game against the Packers, and uh, that's the team. The Niners, uh, the I'm sure, I'm sorry, the Lions. You know, they obviously split the season series with the Packers this year, but that, that's a team that you know, if they could study some game film, who knows? Absolutely. Maybe the Lions could pull it off. Absolutely, and and it's the, the way I look at it is, I, I I was one of the guys back in you know when Brock Purdy was drafted. I wish that our Giants would have taken a shot on him. I didn't think that he would turn into no this it this. was it was just a hey maybe he's a guy you develop him you flip him for a couple of draft picks that's kind of what i was just looking irrelevant. at you know but um he's even in college and i'm not sure about his high school career but in college he never played in this type of environment no. uh you know he was never you know he didn't go to one of the big sec schools he didn't play that big prime time game you know was a so Iowa State even, legend. yes even in the nfl he didn't play he he wasn't there last year. I think he was he hurt a, last year in the playoffs. He played a he played a quarter of that NFC Championship game that yeah. hurt. Yeah, so he's he's not played in this type of environment. Uh, 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 Goff, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's been in these moments before. It, it sounds weird that I'm going to trust Goff, but Jared Goff is the guy I trust here. He's been there. He knows what to expect. And, you know, that that's something that, you know, that's something that's there. You know, there is no uh, um, Garoppolo. Garoppolo's gone. The, you know, the guy you could turn to who's been in that situation, he's gone. So, right. you know, do, do you trust Brock Purdy? I'm not sure. I don't think he played all that clean of a game last week. Um, you know. He didn't, but, but like yeah. I said earlier, I think he made the throws that he needed to make right. when it mattered right. the most. Because there right. was a That's, couple third-down conversions yeah. on that last drive where if they didn't convert, then it's fourth down, and you're giving the Packers an opportunity to win the game right there. And thankfully yeah. for the Niners, they were able to convert. 
in those situations. Yeah, but hundred percent. Yeah, you're you're right. When it comes to the postseason, it all it really matters about experience. And golf I obviously mean, has that experience. Purdy, I, mean, I also think played a couple games, but not not to uh, yeah. this NFC Championship matter where he has to right. play now. Hopefully, for his sake, a full game. I mean, Detroit. I also think that that uh, they're playing a far superior defense against Detroit than they were at Green Bay. They got a much better pass rush. Um, you know, so that that's that's another factor in this. You know, right? I think the um, only concerning thing is going to be the secondary. The secondary yeah. has been a problem for the Lions all season, and it showed yeah. in this game against Tampa Bay. They struggled to cover Mike Evans. All yeah, day. it did. It did. So. It did. And I'm not saying that that Debo Samuel is anything. He's not soft, but they don't yeah. have a target. There's no one of the size. You got IU of Mike, of Mike Evans. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Ayuk is is nice, but he's not Mike Evans. No, I agree. I agree. You know, so I mean, I mean, there's you know give and take here and there, you know, but it's it's all about how clean of a game you play, you know, and hopefully, I mean, for in my hopes, because I cannot stand the 49ers, I really hope that Detroit goes in there and smacks the hell out of them. We'll have to see. But before we go into the last game, I, I'll go back to the earlier comment where you said about the Lions, where you wouldn't have expected this. My first couple of years watching football, one of the first years was that 0-16 Lions team. If you would have told me mm-hmm. in about a 15-year span that this team would go from 0-16 to an NFC yeah. title game, I would have agreed with you. Yeah. I would have told you you're absolutely crazy. Yeah. There's no chance because they're, they're just cursed. Yeah, and, and, and it's the pile of garbage. Up until they up until they drafted Matt Stafford, it was a right. pile of garbage they had playing quarterback for the meal. Dan Orlovsky not knowing Joey where Harrington. he is on the field. You know, Joey Harrington, uh, uh, Scott Mitchell, Eric yeah, Kramer. Dante Culpepper for a minute. Dante Col- a washed up Dante Culpepper. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they've just had had a dumpster fire at quarterback, and it's a shame because there were some nice players. Uh, um, you know, they had Roy Williams. From Texas, the wide receiver they had. I mean, Megatron played through his prime. They played with a semi-decent, good quarterback. But you know, they had these amazing players, Barry Sanders, and and they're just never able to get, get over the hump. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's astounding. But you know, that's that's football. That yeah, and let's could this be the year they get over the hump? Maybe, but yeah, it's certainly a good stepping nice stone story. if they don't. If they yeah. don't, they still have plenty of years to do it because oh, this absolutely. will only be the beginning for them. Absolutely. 100%. But with the NFC side now completed, we now know it's going to be the Lions against the 49ers. We now have to find out the last team in the AFC. And I know a lot of people from Buffalo <laughs> listen to the show. This one is going to sting a lot. Chiefs and the Bills in the final game of the divisional round. I don't like how Sean's laughing, right? So we're already off to a, a, I, I'm um, laughing because I'm a Giants fan. And it's the just scenario of how this game wide happened. right just continues to happen to Buffalo. It's amazing. Uh, let's break down this game in total. So obviously the it, this was a game. This was a fun game. First off, it was pretty much oh, back yeah, and forth. No defense game. being played whatsoever, yeah. and especially in the first half, Josh Allen yeah. was easily Absolutely. running. Could do anything against this defense. Travis Kelsey looked like the old Travis Kelsey. Every, when people were saying that he was kind of washed at this point in the year, mm-hmm, he had yeah. a couple of touchdown receptions in this one. Um, and it came down to realistically the fourth quarter. And that was when the game was decided. The Chiefs would score the yeah. only touchdown of that fourth quarter. The Isaiah Pacheco won, giving them the lead. But the fourth quarter was really, really unfortunately for the Bills, where 
a lot of things went wrong. They couldn't throw the football effectively, especially after, you know, they didn't have Gabe Davis again going into this game. Uh, Khalil Shakir got injured for a little portion of this game as well in the fourth quarter. Did come back eventually on the final drive, but him missing for a little bit it hurts because he was a big weapon for them down the stretch of the season. Diggs had a really up and down year, and he had a big miss, you know, catch late in the fourth quarter, which really hurt them at the end of the day. Um, you also have Josh Allen trying everything he can to at least get some yards, especially on the ground. They were even grateful on that last try to even have an opportunity to kick the field goal because you remember, yeah, he fumbled on that on that third yes, down run, and by the Bills' recovery, and they had a fourth and short opportunity, they were able to convert later on, get down the field, yeah. and get that field goal opportunity. Absolutely. Um, people are pointing out a lot of things though on the drive. Allen had a third down play in which a uh, second down play in which he had an under route to Stephon Diggs, could have thrown that to him, get the first down, or at least make it third and short. He throws it to Shakira in the end zone. Try to get a touchdown. I understand it both sides of the of the play there. So yeah, it is what it was. Third down, they don't get the conversion, so they have to kick the field goal. And as you mentioned, unfortunately for the Bills, wide right happened again. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tyler Bass it. missed the field goal it's to amazing. the right. It, I, I as soon as I saw that they put, and you know, it was kind of unfortunate because they posted the stat before he went to go up a kick. It was he was nine of nine in the playoffs or whatever it was from a certain amount of distance from like forty yards. And I immediately yeah. thought, I said, I swear, he's going to miss the kick now because they just brought yeah. the stat up. They do yeah, this happens every single time. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, Absolutely. that's exactly what happened. He misses the kick. The Chiefs are able to get the ball back to get a first down, just two plays to seal the game. And they're going to their sixth straight AFC championship game as they hold on 27 to 24 over the Bills. Another heartbreaker for Buffalo. It's now the third time in four years they've been eliminated by the Chiefs. And. This one might might sting. I would say I don't I want I don't want to say it stings as badly as the one in twenty twenty one did with the thirteen seconds, but right. it's very much right up there with it because it yeah. seemed as if everything was going Buffalo's way. They won six in a row to end the year, won the division. They actually hosted the Chiefs this time, and at the end of the day, it just they could not capitalize in that fourth quarter to give yeah. them this win. And now they're going into another offseason where. A lot of free agent, you know, decisions are going to have to be made. They're going to lose a lot of players, considering yeah. the fact that Josh yeah. Allen's cap, you know, hit is going to go up now with this new contract. So yeah, they're going to lose a lot of players this offseason. So absolutely, the Bills. I hate to even mention it, but you probably have to think that their window is. I don't want to say it's closed, but it's pretty much right at that capacity. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, like you said. I don't want to say it's closed, but like you said, it's it's almost there. They got to get creative, and, you know, hoping that the scouting department can find guys deep in the draft. Um, it, that remains to be seen. Um, but I mean, there's it, when you talk about cursed franchises. I mean, we just went from oh. bu- uh, from Detroit, Buffalo. I mean, I mean, they seem to have like this this amazing. Uh, uh, bad luck in the playoffs. You know that that playoff game against Houston. They go into the locker room in that wild card game, and they're you know they're up by whatever. And Warren Moon comes back driving down the field, left, right, and center, and, and it starts with that. Then they go to the four straight Super Bowls, and they can't shut the door on that. It's just year after year they do music things. city miracle too. The Music City Miracle. That was another game they sat. Uh, they sat um, Doug Flutie. For Rob Johnson, who the hell is Rob Johnson? 
you know, like it's just these know. decisions that Buffalo makes. It's it, some of it is shooting themselves in the foot. It's some sort of, of this it is. Game too. Some of it's just bad luck. I because mean, but you know, they had they had that scenario in the fourth quarter where the offense couldn't move the ball on fourth down yeah. inside their own territory. They ran a fake punt, yeah. and obviously it didn't work. They got bailed out at the end of the day because Michael Hardman fumbled into the end zone for a touchback. So right. it didn't cost them any points, but it realistically, in hindsight, should have cost them the points. It probably could have ended the game right there yeah, for the Chiefs and for Buffalo. 100%. So it, you know, it was but, just really mind-boggling what they did in the fourth quarter. It sucks I mean, because you really, you know, you really, I really thought this was going to be right. the year that they finally get the boogeyman, you know, the monkey off yeah, their Yeah, 100%. Back. I, I thought it would have been a great story to see, even though I picked Kansas City and, and, and Detroit to be in the Super Bowl. Um, I thought it would have been a great story to see Buffalo and Detroit in the Super Bowl. Like, who the hell would have ever thought Buffalo and Detroit in the Super Bowl? I thought that would have been a great story. Because um, everyone that would win their first ever championship. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I love, I love it when there's two teams in the in the Super Bowl that's never won a championship. That to me is the most interesting. That but, was kind of like um, the the World Series. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's how that's how the World yeah. Series was this year. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, even though the Diamondbacks won a title and a one, it kind of felt like a, it was like, yeah, it's oh been a wow, while. it's it's yeah. It's you know been what? A while. Not even that. That's not even the best comparison. The national championship was kind of like that too. Yes, football, yes, hundred percent. Like the first time since the nineties yeah. that one of those teams is going to win a title. Yeah, that, 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 I love it. I love seeing those kind of things. You know, um, even back when I was in high school, Ohio State winning their first national championships. It's the seventies or whatever it was, or. LSU, Nick Saban winning that national championship for the first time in the 50s. Those kinds of stories I think are great. I love those kinds of stories. But you kind of hit the nail on the head, you know, missing a guy like Gabe Davis. Uh, I mean, that hurts. That hurts. He's size, he's speed. You, you can't you can't recreate that. You know, in baseball, you can kind of recreate runs, you can recreate stuff with on base percentage and stuff like that, but you can't do that in football. There is no guy you can plug in or or two guys you can plug in that'll that'll match a Gabe Davis. It just doesn't happen. And so, guess you what? Know, He's a free agent this season. So uh there is a team I would love to see him go to, but I, I don't know if they'll do it. Uh probably not. Well, there is Buffalo connection, so hey, you never know. Nah, nah, We'd also happen, have to get rid of some cast base. So. But, you know, I, there's other issues there. We'll there is a lot of issues. At another yeah. point in time. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be sure to preview the offseason and what teams will need to do. Obviously, we did that last year with free agency. Yes. And obviously, going into the draft, we'll preview that as well. I know you'll be on the show for, once again, for our draft coverage this season. I'm already getting ready, excited for it. I think it's one yeah, of the days Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. I love this part of the season. It hurts me because I know there's only, you know, two more Sunday. Well, technically three, if you want three, to count the yeah. Pro Bowl, whatever. Go I mean, Eli. kind of cool, I guess. Always go Eli. I love Eli. Yeah. I mean, I love Peyton, too. The Manning family as a whole. I love the Manning family. But, um, you know, three weekends of football left. I mean, as a football fan, it, I mean, this is like my steroids. It, you know, <laughs> it, it always pains me when the season's over, but we're going into like the most exciting part of the season that the, the off season, it's just at some point, it's just like, it's like a ticker on, on wall street. It just keeps going and going and going and going and going, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's great. It's kind of like the, the, the winter meetings at baseball. Yeah. Those first couple of days, it's who's going where, who's going here. It's uh, it's such a fun time, but 
you know. Yeah, so with the, the final three weeks now, we now know the final four teams in this NFL playoffs going into championship week. But before we can go into championship week, we do have some head coaching hirings that have happened these past couple of days. Yeah. Uh, we saw Antonio Pierce now being named the full-time head coach for the Raiders. So everyone here is pretty much excited about that. Because I'm, I'm we very had, excited. You know, obviously, Sean and I are Giants fans. So we, you know, obviously wanted to see of him course. get hired after what he did with the Raiders. Of and course, Johnson absolutely. was even, you know, advocated for it a couple of weeks ago. Because Pierce did a pretty solid job after Josh McDaniels got fired. Yeah. And the Raiders had a pretty yeah. had good opportunity to make the playoffs at, towards the end of the season. So I'm it, curious. It, it, you go ahead. I, I like the fact that they actually hired their interim coach this year. I kind of yeah. felt like they did Rich Bisaccia dirty. You know, he had the locker room. Uh, uh, my friend Dana uh, at work, he's a huge Raiders fan. He said, you know, why did we waste time with Josh McDaniels? We could have hired Bisaccia. And he thought it would have been great. So, you know, hopefully for, you know, my few Raiders fans, Big Al and Dana, I hope that this kind of works out. I hope you found your head coach now. You know, because uh, there's another franchise that seems to be snake bit for whatever reason. So, yeah. you know, I think the biggest thing for them now is they got to find their quarterback. That's the, yes. biggest, the next big, 100%. You know, biggest thing, because 100 percent. Obviously, you have you hoping you have the coach. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Devontae Adams yet, because there's still been those rumors of him getting traded or not. I don't know what they do with that yet. But yeah. They have an interesting draft coming up. They obviously have a new GM, Tom Telesco, who got hired today. The former Chargers GM is now their new GM. So he has an interesting decision to make because do you trust O'Connell enough to be your starter? It didn't seem like that towards the end of the season. They kind of ran the ball into the ground most of those last few games of the year. Yeah, And they have Josh Jacobs, who is we all know is, a, is one of the top running backs in the game. Uh, Zamir White yes. did show some good signs for them as well running. But they – it's tough because they're not in a position where they could draft one of these top quarterbacks in the draft. They would right. have to trade up right. if they want to get one, or they would have to settle on one of the other guys that are remaining. So uh, I, I can see, uh, and and I'm sure that he's not going to leave uh, Minnesota, but I feel like this is another one of those destinations where Kirk Cousins would make a ton of sense. It could, um, yeah, you know. Um, but again, it all it all depends, and Telesco is. It's the best scenario they could have got with a with, with a general manager. Um, he, he's built built a winner that that they've seen firsthand in 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 um, I want to say San Diego, well, but in Los Angeles now. No, you could say San Diego. I've said it so many yeah, times. They, they're still San Diego. There's, I kind of feel like San they're Diego. San Diego. Um, but you know, again, it's culture. He's, like like he's like built he a roster the, with the Chargers. Yes. The problem is he hasn't. They the issue with the Chargers was they never hired the right guy. To right. lead them because right. Staley was I, never the right guy to lead the charge. No, 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 no. And, and again, it's, Pierce is going to be that guy because it seemed yes. to be the way for the Raiders towards the end of yes. the year. And it again, it's kind of like what I said with Dan Campbell. And I think that that um, Antonio Pierce will do this there. It's creating a culture. Yeah, uh, you know, not not only just a winning culture, but getting everybody into that mindset. And he's one. He's won a Super Bowl with the Giants. Yep. So he's been there. He knows what it's about. You know, so having that kind of person at the at the top, you know, you know, it's important. You know, um, 
And again, like I said, like with Dan Campbell, you got to create that culture and have everybody buy in. And from everything I've read, everything you hear about, it seems that the players like them. The players have bought in. Well, so is there a Max know, Crosby threatened to uh, request a trade if he didn't hire him? Uh, yeah, they definitely well, did. <laughs> hey, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it, it's a great it's a great look for them. They've definitely like said bought before, into it. They, you know, they finally did the right thing. So you know, you hope that he could continue to to build. On what they've done, but they're another team. Like I said, I, I you know, it, it's almost as if they're a quarterback away in a sense. Maybe, maybe you know. Um, but that remains to be seen. I mean, I mean, anything can happen from here on out. I mean, they could hit on one of these guys in the second round. Bonix could turn into be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. You never know. So yeah. you know, it, yeah, it, it 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 all depends on where they go from here, and and you know, not only just. The, the right coaches, the right state, you know, what, what your scouting department does, you know, can you find these guys that you, you know, yeah, yeah. Your first round pick and maybe a second round pick are important, but you know, hitting on your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks are just as important. You know, depth is depth is key. And you never know one of those guys in the end of the draft might be a, a diamond in a rough. Yeah. Look at Brock Purdy. That's absolutely. Brock Purdy is an example. Tom Brady is another example. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what the Raiders do yeah. in these next couple of months with now Pierce being now the full time head coach. But he was not the only man that was hired as a new head coach this week. Mm-hmm. As Brian Callahan, the former Bengals offensive coordinator, is now being named the new Titans head coach. So he replaces Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. Obviously, well, good success in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow and company. Yeah. They went to a Super Bowl. We're very close to winning that Super Bowl. Now there are some questions on how he'll do play calling wise, because there was, you know, no one really knows if he was the play caller or if Zach Taylor was the play caller at Cincinnati. Right. So right. it remains to be seen what he can do as with a full-time offense, but he goes into a, a unique situation in Tennessee. You obviously yeah. have Will Levis as you, your starting quarterback. You're going to have Tajay Spears as your running back. Cause it looks to be that Derrick Henry, in my opinion, is probably done. Yeah. With I the think Titans. So, so I think he's so. going into a rebuilding phase with this team. They're going to be doing a lot of cleaning house this off season. A lot of, you know, mainstays for that team are going to be leaving. You're yeah. probably looking at Levis Spears, I guess to a sense, still Traylon Burks as being yeah. your top offensive players and just trying to build around those guys for the next couple of years and hopefully for the next decade. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious I mean, to see it- what it does for them. It's a weird kind of thing because um, I'm not convinced that that they got better in a head coaching spot. I you think um, I like Vrabel I, a lot. I I, 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 I always gave Vrabel crap, but yeah, I, I think he's he's, I he's like a Vrabel. He's a really good head coach, and and it's interesting that you know the guys I listened to on the radio, Tiki Barber and Evan Roberts, both of them had said, you know, Mike Vrabel's Mike Vrabel got fired. Do does this cause either the Jets or the Giants to say, "Hey, listen, this guy's available that we didn't expect to be available"? If should if they you didn't move have on? that clause in Gerard Mayo's contract for the Patriots, you know? I thought for sure he's going to New England. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. For um, sure, I thought that was going to happen. Yeah, I thought I thought him going back to New England would have made sense, but you know, I mean, he, he's a guy that no one expected to be available. Yeah. So you know, you know, not just the Jets and the Giants. It's it's a Every team that that has a question mark at coach, and I'm not trying to say Dave's is a question mark. It just 
begs the question. Yeah. But no, um, I, I get what you got. But but any team with a question mark and a head coach, you have to think. You know, the owner, the general manager, have to sit in and have a discussion. Hey, this guy's available. He wasn't. Well, he wasn't terrible. Right, in Tennessee. Should we? You know, is it worth hiring him and getting rid of what we have? Well, you got to think about the teams that right now are still looking for a head coach. You obviously have the Chargers, who yeah. seem to be kind of zeroed in on Jim Harbaugh. It looks like maybe yeah, they I can think, get a deal done. Yeah, I think within the next couple of days, Harbaugh will be over there. I in, guarantee in, you, Sean, in, in it will LA. be tomorrow on Wednesday because yeah. every single oh, most time likely. Oh, yeah, you record this show, definitely. it happens on a Wednesday. If it's definitely. baseball, 100%. someone signs. If it's football, 100%. someone. we had literally a show last uh, two weeks ago where we would stop recording the next day. You know, Saban retires, right, Belichick's right, right. fired. Like it, it, yeah, it, it, we, it's, we have it's like a crazy. Yeah, spot. yeah, it's crazy. And and it seems that it seems that Belichick is all but hired by in, Atlanta. In Atlanta, yeah. So you know, I, I mean, uh, so you have those two potentially yeah. all filled up, and then you still have Carolina, Washington, and Seattle still left open. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Vrabel goes. Vrabel kind of it kind of seems kind of like uh uh what Belichick or Harbaugh would do. It, it, it seems that he's not going to want to go where, um, where there's yeah. a total mess, more of a more complete roster. Yeah. I, was just, I don't think he wants to do another you know? rebuild. Yeah. He kind of had yeah. to do that in Tennessee to begin with. Um, I think, I, I think Carolina is an interesting spot, but Seattle's not the having best, your Seattle's the number best one pick is yeah. Seattle seems to be the place to go. I think to me, it's for Seattle, it's either him or Dan Quinn. I've been zeroed in on Dan Quinn being the coming new coach just because he has ties with the Seahawks already. But yeah. maybe I could be wrong. It could be variable. I think it's down yeah. to pretty much those two, in my opinion. And then I don't know. I, I, I did hear something interesting yet. on on um on um who was that the the guy you just mentioned from Dallas, Dan Quinn. Um, Dan Quinn. Uh, Maybe, you know, you know, I was listening to Tiki and Evan a couple of days ago, and uh, they basically said, does that loss to Green Bay kind of change it, everybody's minds? On yeah, Dan it, could. it could. Almost as if he, it almost seemed like uh, Tiki Barber said, he's, it, it seemed like from his perspective that Dan Quinn was looking past this game. Whether they won or lost is, is irrelevant to him. It almost seemed that Dan Quinn was looking towards Seattle. And it, you know, he did really the right wasn't thing. focused on the game. You know, he did so, the right thing. Yeah, he did the right thing. Don't 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 help the Cowboys win. Uh, absolutely, hundred percent. He did the right thing. But does does the performance of 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 Dallas affect what everybody thinks about Dan Quinn? Well, I, it really depends game, because you know? the defense during the regular season was one of the better defenses in all yeah, the league. No, they, so they, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough call. It's a very interesting, very interesting conversation. So we'll see. But with all that being said, now all the NFL news and the recaps gone, we now go into the final segment of the show, and it's our usual segment of the show, the mushing hour, ah, where wins become yes. win. Well, wins become losses, and losses become wins. Most of the time, that yes. happens for the show. Now, yes. I would say I had a pretty good week last week. I was three and one in the divisional round. The only loss being, unfortunately, the Bills. Johnson, mm-hmm. on the other hand, one and three, not the best week. But he still leads the season series. His record is 80 and 69. My record is 79 and 70. So I have a one game difference between myself and Johnson going into this conference championship week. Sean, you're back mm-hmm. on the show. Your first yes. time picking since week one. And yes. 
believe it or not, you have the only two teams remaining. You have the only realistic Super Bowl shot, I should say, of happiness with your Chiefs and Lions pick. Every single decision that we made is pretty much wrong. It's amazing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, this is the. I was about to say this is the first time since I think I was in eighth grade when I have said that. I think I I think it was in or maybe it was seventh grade when uh, when Denver and Green Bay played in the Super Bowl. That was the first time I actually picked the Super Bowl correct. I'm now 38. <laughs> I haven't picked the Super Bowl correct in, you know, You're 20 close. plus years. You're close. You know, so uh, I'm really hoping for it this year, this 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 upcoming week. And to recap, the picks that we had, we I, you obviously had your Kansas City Detroit pick. Uh, Grayson yeah. had Eagles and Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Obviously, one of those teams can still make it. The other team. Yes. <laughs> um, Bengals 49ers. <laughs> um Johnson still has that opportunity to get one of his teams in. The Bengals, unfortunately, had their Joe Burrow injury. And mm-hmm. the same thing for me. I had Bengals and Eagles. Burrow gets hurt. And the Eagles, yeah, you lost to Tampa Bay. So I'm not sorry, not sorry that happened. It was, it was, uh, I said it last week. I was hoping that the 49ers would lose. It would complete my perfect playoffs. But that first week into the playoffs, that was great. Yeah. I mean, that, that was that was just the best. I said it was literally Christmas all over again. And then, oh, yeah. Obviously, wonderful. the Eagles have made their coordinator changes. Obviously, they now have it. They're looking for an offensive and defensive coordinator now for the second straight year. So, you said the Eagles? A, yeah, the Eagles are in some rough times. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, and maybe I shouldn't be, but it's another team that I, I could have seen them fire Nick Sirianni. I think next year he's going to be on the hot seat. That's why. You know, he I has feel. to be on the hot seat next year. Because you know, this but, Johnson had said all year that they yeah. he reminded them of the uh the twenty twenty Steelers and Yeah, hundred percent. I even said on the show, I said this might be worse than the twenty twenty Steelers just because of where they Absolutely. were last season and how the season ended this year. Of course. Year. Yeah. So now yeah. that all tough being times. said No, it's great times for us. It's tough times for well, them. Oh yeah, I, no, tough times if you're if you if you live in that godforsaken city yeah. and that godforsaken commonwealth. Uh, no disrespect to any people that are from uh, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, but no, it, all disrespect to people well, from okay, Pennsylvania so and Philadelphia. I, I'm a, we're, we're Giants fans. It's it's kind of tough to get many. Uh, I'm also a Mets fan. I, I he is also a Mets fan. That's true. Yeah, Philadelphia is. Oh man, Philadelphia. It's we'll just yeah, we'll just stop you right there. We I think we know where we're going with it. Um, let's go into our picks for championship week. We have. The Chiefs and the Ravens. The Ravens are at home. Uh, M.O.T. Bank Stadium is going to be rocking for this one. A pivotal matchup between a team that's been in the championship game for, you know, six straight years now. And mm-hmm. the Ravens are finally hoping to get over that hump. They have never – they haven't been to the championship game since 2012. The I think that was the year they won, if, correct me if I'm wrong, when they beat, uh, um, yeah. when they beat the Niners in, that, in, the, in uh, New Orleans. Yes, so, yes. They now host this game, a big matchup between the two. Baltimore is a three and a half point favor with the over under being 44 and a half for this game. I'll go to you first, Sean, with this pick. Who do you like in this AFC championship game? Do you stick with your original pick of the Chiefs to win to Uh, go on to the Super Bowl? I I do kind of have to stick with my original pick. I mean, um, if, if only just because... This team has been there time and time again. Andy Reid seems to be the guy who's been in more NFC, AFC championship games probably than any other coach in modern football history. You know, he's – I mean, I know Johnson's not the biggest fan of Andy Reid, 
but I mean, uh, he, he was rooting for him on Sunday. But he's got an impressive resume behind him. So you know, I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with Kansas City. They've been there, um, they've been on this stage. Baltimore hasn't been there yet. Uh, Harbaugh has been there yet. I don't think they have any players left on the roster from that uh, Super Bowl team. I don't, if they definitely do, not maybe that. maybe Justin Tucker. Tucker probably is the only one. But he's a kicker. Doesn't really right. not that right. kickers don't I, matter. But I'm trying to think. The only people that have experience that are are Odell. I got. I think Aguilar was he on the Eagles team a couple years ago. He might. Yes, he might have been. So I'm trying to think. He was. He might have been. He had. They. He had an opportunity. If he did what I don't remember or if not. Um, I don't remember if Mark Andrews was on that team. He definitely was not. Mark yeah. Andrews definitely wasn't. Yeah. They don't. They, they don't really have a lot. Patrick Ricard, I think, was a Niner in the Super Bowl. Yes, when they played against yes, them. I think he so was. I think, I think he was. So I think um, um, you had that, you know, that going. I mean, it's not really uh, saying much, but there's not a lot of players on this Ravens team. Yeah, compared to I the mean, Chiefs that have the Super Bowl experience. I mean, experience isn't necessarily indicative of who's going to win. Yeah. Um, but Kansas City seems to. You know they're at that point in in the fight where you, you know they're they're going knockout or nothing. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I mean Kansas City is just uh, I mean I gotta I can't pick otherwise. I don't really trust Baltimore. Right. Um, they're a nice team. They got a very good defense, but you know Baltimore's young. You so, know, so uh, you know. What would be your pick for this game? I'm going with Kansas City. Uh, my money line or plus three and a half. I'm gonna go points. Go with the points, okay? Yeah. Okay. Chiefs plus three and a half is his pick. Now, Johnson is still here with us. He said he wants to make his pick, so I will allow him to make his pick right now. Oh yeah, I don't have much of a voice, so I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. All right, get it, get over with Coach O. Give me Chiefs plus three and a half here. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So we already have our first mush. We have two people <sighs> on the Chiefs. So, oh, therefore, brother. I think it's very, you know, inclined of me to take the opposite. I'm going to go with the Ravens minus three and a half in this one. Um, I think the, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to defense, who wins this game. And I think the Ravens have the better defense of the two. The other issue I have with this Rave, this game for the Chiefs is they had a lot of problems struggling against stopping the run, especially when it was the quarterback. They're facing the best quarterback when it comes to running in Lamar Jackson. The Chiefs' yeah. only hope is putting up a spy against him with a guy like Nick Bolton or someone like that to try to contain, yeah. you know, contain Lamar. I just don't know if it's going to be enough to hold him. If they also get Mark Andrews back for this game, that would be huge. And I think he'll, in one way or another, will suit up in this one. I've got Baltimore going to the Super Bowl. Give, the, give me Baltimore minus three and a half. Okay. And then for the NFC side, we have the Detroit Lions going into Santa Clara to take on the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are a seven-point favorite in this one, with the over-under being 50 and a half. Sean, who do you have Ooh. winning this one? Do you stick with your Lions pick? Yes, I'm sticking with Detroit. So you're going to take um, them spread uh, or money line? Uh, it's tough. Brother. It's a tough choice. It is a tough choice. Uh, I'm going to go money line. Wow, okay. I would love to know what the uh, the odds of that are. Uh, look, I would have to uh, look it up. Yeah, they're a hungry team. They're they're they are. I'd say of the four teams left, they are they're by the far the hungriest. 
Okay. They are the hungriest team right now. And Detroit you know, is a that plus can, 260 money line. As we saw with, with our Giants in 2008, hungry, hunger can drive a team to a championship. Okay. Uh, Coach o, what do you got for us? Give me Lions plus seven. I think that line's a little bit disrespectful. I think 49ers will win the game, but not by seven points. Give me Lions plus seven. Okay. Um, I agree with the, the line being disrespectful. I think the Lions should not be a seven-point underdog in this one, especially how the, yeah. the Niners played the week before against the Packers. Um, I This will definitely be a close game. I think a lot of people are expecting this game to go over. I think as well. So I'm going to be inclined to take the under. I kind of did that with the Packers and Niners game because people thought the exact same thing in that one. I think that happens in this one. I think we get, I'll say, let's go with a 24 to like 20 final. I have the Niners winning this game. I don't want, I would rather have Detroit win personally, but I think the Niners get it done. And we get a Christmas day rematch between San Francisco and Baltimore. For this year's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, not ideal, but we'll see. Maybe it's, it's called the mushing hour for a reason. Maybe the opposite happens. Yeah, absolutely. For, Hopefully. for someone, at least. Hopefully. But, Hopefully. Um, before we wrap up the show, I know Andrew has something that he would like to talk about that's happening this upcoming Saturday. The day of the Royal Rumble, by the way, Andrew. Don't forget that. But there is something oh, that else has going on Saturday. Before that Royal Rumble, I'll keep this short and sweet because I cannot speak. Yeah. If we are feeling better, or if I am feeling better, we will be at the Woodbridge Card Show this Saturday at the Hampton Inn in Woodbridge, New Jersey. That's 370 Route 9 North, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 07095, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, one of the biggest shows in central New Jersey, and we're looking forward to seeing everyone there. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Uh, hopefully, Andrew's feeling a little Absolutely. bit better and going into that show. I know, obviously, Saturday is a huge day, not only with that card show. But as I mentioned, the Royal Rumble is Saturday. So one of our favorite days of the year, especially as wrestling fans, but Royal Rumble is great. Yeah. Sean is, Sean would know too. He, he's another yeah. big wrestling fan. So we're yeah. all going to be looking forward to that yeah. rumble on Saturday. Yeah. But, very excited for that. Um, before we wrap up the show, any uh, final thoughts uh, you guys have before we go into this final, um, this final week uh, before the Super Bowl? I don't just, I just hope my picks, I hope my picks make it. Well, yeah, hopefully. That, 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 that's all I'm that's all I'm going on. Say that and, every week. And I'm uh and I can't wait for tomorrow when Jim Harbaugh signs uh with, with San Diego. Yep. And don't worry, because we'll definitely <laughs> we'll uh we'll we'll break that down next week because I guarantee it was it's gonna happen next week. Of course. Um I know you're having a tough time speaking tonight, but any final thought, thoughts, uh Coach O? Go Packers. There you go. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. That's I appreciate it. that. Uh, but I appreciate you, Andrew, for hopping on uh, despite the, uh, you know, having the circumstances that you're currently going through. So I appreciate you being here for us. And I also appreciate you, Sean, for hopping on this weekend and helping us with being our guest host. And I'm yeah, sure. Absolutely. We'll, and I know we'll see you in a couple of weeks for our Super Bowl recap. And yes, as we yes, mentioned earlier, to it. the NFL draft is coming up not too far away. So we'll definitely be going into some offseason talk as yes. well as previewing and doing our second annual uh, mock draft this year. On the yeah, all looking forward to it. show. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun one. We'll have some new tweaks to this year's show for the draft. All right, we'll be uh, definitely we'll be looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to getting 
uh, into my Mel Kuyper thing. I might have to get one of his hair pieces, you know, uh, going on. But uh, yeah. anyway, I, I'm very happy to be here. This is wonderful. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the next to the next time. Yep. So we'll see how this all unfolds. We have four teams left, two games on Sunday, and both will decide who will play in this year's Super Bowl. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty here in this NFL postseason. But that's going to do it for this week's edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Once again, thank you, Sean, for joining us this week and recapping the divisional round matchups and also previewing our conference championship week. Now we'll see who goes on to the Super Bowl. We have the Ravens and the Chiefs, as well as the Lions and the 49ers. Four teams to go. Two will emerge as their conference championship winners, going on to this year's Super Bowl to play in Las Vegas. This has been Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson and Sean Mulligan this week for the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your week.